This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so what was your favorite, like, direct sales or party-based or door-to-door brand? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Why are we asking? Well, thank you for asking. It turns out Tupperware is now going to be available at Target stores nationwide. Wow. Wait, I thought we already had access to the Tupperware. So according to... uh, I mean, not the full meal deal. Right. They've previously sold stuff. They have done some limited pilot programs in the past with retailers like Home Goods and Bed Bath & Beyond and Target. But now, starting on Monday, you will be able to find Tupperware in your local Target store nationwide and on Target.com in a variety of container sizes and container bundles. And this is a big deal because up until now, the way to get the full line of Tupperware was to have a consultant and do the home party business. And the reason that Tupperware has decided to go in this direction, according to uh, CEO Miguel Fernandez, um, he, by the way, announced this launch on a LinkedIn post, which I just like. Okay. Right? I know. I'm like, I mean, that's I suppose, very business. Yeah, that's very where corporate. you make your businessy stuff. Um, apparently, they did launch on Amazon in June. And now this is part of their strategy to reinvent the brand and grow the business through retail channels to get the products in front of younger consumers who don't necessarily know about the party culture or at least the home party, you know, direct sales culture. But this got me thinking, like, I've never been to a Tupperware. Nope, that's not true. I did go to a Tupperware party once and I bought some Tupperware, but I... There are other party brands and direct sales oh, yeah. brands that people get real excited about. 651-641-1071. What are they? Because truly, I would clear my schedule for a Pampered Chef party. Yeah. But people love that Pampered Chef. And I don't know. like, mm-hmm. I, And I'm honestly saying this as a consumer. I'm not sure why I love Pampered Chef more than things I can get in the store. Maybe yeah. it's because it feels special. Well, because they, they make you feel like you need to have these things. And it's always like these weird things. The thing I always love about it is like, it's like this thing that like you'll use once a year, but you're like, oh, that's ingenious. Yeah, like I need wow, that. Wow, it, you know, it not only, um, you know, shucks the corn, it also, you know, plays a tune while it's doing it. I don't know. There's just like, it's always a level where you're like, that's really cool. But then I think about like, do I want to shove this thing in my drawers? And like, I don't need one more thing to shove in my drawers. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. But yeah, that's, I think that's what makes them feel special. Uh, Let's go to the phones. We've got, uh, is this actually our friend Don McLean? It it actually is, yes. Don! Hi, Juan! Hi, Juan, how are you doing? Are you in the men's room? I'm not in the men's room, no. (laughs) 
But um, I wanted to give my two cents, and I used to be a Pampered Chef consultant. Were you? I used to do parties, yeah. Wow, okay, girl. so Don, why is it the, what, what is, because I love Pampered Chef. Why do I love it so much? Um, because it's high-quality products that, um, at the time, it was just kind of a fun thing, networking thing, sort of. I used it as, my sisters got me into it, and then, like, it was a pyramid scheme, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I really love their little garlic press thing because oh God, it has, it cleans out the little holes of the garlic press. I mean. And then I also have like a strawberry cutter mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or a boiled egg, whatever you want. But don't and you think that the pans are great? Don't yes. you think it's the party part though? Because I could tell you, like, I've got like a garlic press thing that also pushes, it's got a little thing that it pushes the garlic. Yeah. I've also seen the things that will like take care of, because, you know, I love the Cooks Illustrated and the mm-hmm. America's Test Kitchen because they like review kitchen knives. What I'm saying is like you can find those things individually in another form. Do you, isn't there something magical about the like, you know, the thrill of the, the party. social aspect of that party system? Yeah, that was back at a time where I wanted to be at parties and go to parties. <laughs> right, right. So you'd but be I like, I don't like that anymore. Right. So Ditto. if somebody asked me to go to their pampered chef party, I would find a way to get out of it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I love you, Don. Don, thank you for <laughs> Thanks calling. Thanks for showing up, Dawn. Yeah. That's our friend Don McLean. You uh, can hear her on the morning show yes. and with Don and, and Steve. And, but you cannot invite her to your pampered chef party. No. She will she not go. But, you know, I, I think you're her. right, Bradley. Like, there is something about the aspect, like the party situation. You get a bunch of folks who've maybe had a couple glasses of wine. They're a little loose. With their words and with their pocketbooks. Well, that helps. And yeah. other people are buying things, and then you start comparing. Well, and then and it's you're like, like, oh, if Barb gets one, I have to have one, too. I, somebody should study the bu- buyer's remorse that happens immediately after a party like that, right? Really, really quickly, I just wanted to add about the Tupperware, because that's yeah. what we started this conversation off with. I know um, more than one person. Uh, who has made a substantial living off of Tupperware and has made a career out of it and has allowed these individuals. I'm thinking one person in particular who I know, like just like has become uber successful at Tupperware. And the thing that I worry about with this strategy is that it's great for Mm -hmm. Tupperware as a brand, but I'm concerned about all of these, you know, salespeople who that's their living. Right. And so the more you create this idea that you can just walk into Target and pick up the Tupperware, it makes me feel you know, I, I imagine it, it. it's, you know, it's frustrating for those. And I forget what they call them. Yeah. But the people who host those parties yeah. and re, like need that for their living. Absolutely. Like a sales rep. Um, we've got another Dawn on the line. This is not Dawn McLean, but this is another Dawn. Hi, Dawn. How are you? Yes. When when she came on, I was talking to you. I said, no, this isn't Dawn. <laughs> I thought it was me. <laughs> but anyways, um, I was going to agree with you. I love Pampered Chef. And I think the reason they were so fun, and, and I don't know if they did it at, at your parties, but they would actually create food yeah. that you could munch on. Yeah. And um, I remember that was what made me buy certain items because I ate whatever it was they made. And it's like, oh, my God, I got to bring this home. I got to make this. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, like you'd get the recipe, but, but you'd also see the tool work. Jewelry. Jewelry? Premier is the brand name, and I don't know. I, I'm sure they're still around, but um, the thing is, is I'm a jewelryaholic. Okay. So 
it's dangerous for me to attend one of those. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Noted, Dawn. Yeah. So they have wonderful jewelry. It's really, really nice. Good oh, quality. Thank right. you. Quality. Thank you, Dawn. Um, um, just know if you're having one of those parties, invite Dawn. So Dawn, our Dawn McLean just texted this, and I was going to tell you this uh, mm-hmm. because I know I've heard this many, many times. Dawn says, I also used to go to, <laughs> it almost, Schmeck's toy parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost read Schmeck's parties, and I was like, <laughs> that's a different party. Yeah. But she meant Schmeck's, or she said Schmeck's toys. And that one I know is like huge, like, but which I always thought was hilarious. Yes, huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. um, I always thought those were hilarious because I just think like, here's something I never want to do. Mm-hmm. Be in a room mm-hmm. with a bunch of people mm-hmm. who are drinking really and passing around about sex toys. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. <laughs> I know. It's a I know it's a thing. thing and it makes total sense. But like. Uh, where's the chocolate party? Right. I, you want to go to that one. Where's the snack party? Yep. Where is the ferment my pickle party? Oh my gosh. Bradley Trainer and the Tang Gang yeah, the parties. Tangy. Come on over. I'm pickling tonight. <laughs> but like the idea of looking at Schmeck's toys, no In thanks. In a group setting. With, with a bunch of people going, mm. oh, look at the girth on this thing. <laughs> I do have to tell you when I was young, this is a this is a weird turn and you'll really understand why. Um, there was a line, and I, I, I've i tried to look this up, and I cannot find it. There was a line of sweatsuits when I was young okay. that was a home party situation. Oh, weird. And it was called, are you ready? Yeah. Wait for it. Yeah. Buckle in. It was called Love Strokes. No. No. I'm, nope. I'm, I'm not entertaining that. Dead serious. Love Strokes? Love Strokes. And I have- Sweatwear? And it was like sweatpants and sweatshirts with graphics on them in the 80s. And everybody I knew had had a set of love strokes, mother daughter love strokes, etc. And I always wanted. And my mom was like, "We're not going to one of those parties." And I was Weird. like, "Find somebody to get me one of these damn sweatsuits." And finally, she did, and it had it was pink, and it had cows on it. Okay. And that's what I wanted more than anything in life as a young person. Wow, I can't remember my. We never did anything like that in our house. We never had Tupperware parties. We never had sex toy parties <laughs> for obvious reasons. We never had Pampered Chef because I I didn't I never heard of Pampered Chef until I was in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if it gets real popular up in here. No, it does. But I will tell you. I'll tell you what changed the home party was Facebook. Because you can now have parties on oh, yeah. social media. Same with Tupperware. I know that. Yeah. That, um, but that's, again, why I'm like these, uh, you know, hosts. I, they are just sales reps, but I feel like Tupperware, they call them something unique. Those people are going to have an even harder time now mm-hmm. making the kinds of I'm sure they have for years. Right. Yeah. Like I am not up to date on my Tupperware salesperson mm-hmm. experience, but I would imagine this is just going to make their job even harder. It's great for us because I will tell you, I've learned a lot. That person that I know who's made a, a, a mint off of Tupperware would always like harass me for using like single use plastics or like right. other like, you know, the stuff you would just pick up at Target typically. Yeah. Like you have no idea the chemicals that are in there and you have no idea how it's going to destroy your food and give me the 20 reasons why Tupperware was going to save my life. But you know what the funny thing about Tupperware is? Tupperware is a brand name like Kleenex where we use Tupperware to describe the product that is the thing that holds food. But that not everything is Tupperware. But one thing I will say about the success of the Tupperware brand is that every home has some Tupperware somewhere. Yeah. Like 
Every home, even if you didn't buy it at a party, somebody gave you something in the Tupperware and you still have the Tupperware or you've got Tupperware handed down from your grandma. I would say probably anyone like over the age of 40. Yeah, because I honestly think unless it was a hand me down situation to their point and the reason they're probably putting them in Target is because like. When was the last time you heard about like you a know, Tupperware party like Holly's generation or younger going, hey, I'm going to stay home on Friday because Bev's coming over and we're having a Tupperware party. <laughs> Not at all. No. Put it on TikTok. You'll make a million dollars. There you go. Yeah. When we I'm gonna, I want to be a Tupperware influencer. Do is it. that a thing? It is now. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, I we have to issue a correction. Um, Actually. This is a story that we talked about last week, and it's been widely reported, but there's some question about how it got to be so widely reported, and it is the story about Bruce Willis and the deep fake. Mm-hmm. We'll straighten that out as much as we can All right. when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, now I'm second-guessing love strokes, but I am pretty sure... In the 80s, there was a brand of sweatsuits called Don't Google that on the work computer because you'll get a visit. I'm trying to find it. If anybody remembers, just shoot me an email because I'm dying to remember if that's what it was called or if it was something else. Anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here on the Colleen and Bradley Show to correct the record on a story that we uh, talked about last week involving Bruce Willis. Uh, So, Bradley, you brought this yesterday, and it was widely reported. I mean... Many different outlets were reporting that Bruce Willis had signed a contract with a deep fake company. Yeah, that was last week. It was last week, yeah. Oh, you said yesterday. Did I? Yeah. I meant yesterday. I was like, did I? Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, I meant yesterday. Um, yeah, we talked about this last week that um that in the name of the uh the outfit, uh the deep fake outfit was deep cake. And that they had uh, worked together on a project using the likeness of Bruce Willis. And it was a um, commercial, a a 2021 Russian cell phone commercial that they had used a deep fake of Bruce Willis. And so then they decided to, you know, enter into some sort of contractual agreement that his estate would be able to use his image through this deep fake creation so that his career could go on. Well, guess what? Apparently, when an, another news outlet started to try to do some digging and get to the bottom of the story, yeah, turns out there wasn't any truth to it. Oh, my God. Right. So, apparently... How did that happen? Well, so the BBC, I think, is the one that did uh, the digging on this. Um, that the firm Deep Cake, which, by the way, is based in uh, the Eurasian Republic of Georgia, uh, they th- somehow... This news made it to the Telegraph, and they reported it. And then other uh, outlets started to pick it up and run with it. But when they looked deeper, they could not find um, any actual record or any confirmation that Deep Cake is doing business uh, with Bruce Willis's um, estate. And his people have not clarified any further or confirmed that this is a thing so we don't know if it is or isn't what they're saying is it's unclear if they ever had the rights to use his likeness they use it on his website but deep cake told the bbc what he definitely did is that he gave us his consent and a lot of materials to make his digital twin but even they're saying there was no 
agreement to the uh, to the extent that we talked about. Okay. So that's what we know. Interesting. Isn't that wild? Yeah, no, it just sounds like there's some miscommunication happening. Because I think at the time the story was he will have, you know, final say over any use of his digital image, but they were given permission to make this video, which I think came out in 2011. But it sounds like um, Bruce Willis's team needs to step up and let us know what actually happened. His representative says that... Bruce Willis has no partnership or agreement oh, with okay, quote, so they did say this deep cake company. I had to click through to another okay. uh, article for that one. But yeah, that, so his publicist is saying yeah, that's weird. that well, his likeness I mean, rights cannot be sold. They're his and that this is not a thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? Yes. But the thing that I'm, I mean. I wonder why they would say that. Well, that they would say it in the first place, like reported in the yeah. first place. I wish I knew too, but at the same time, I was excited about that. I was excited about that from the standpoint of the fact that it would allow us to continue to have people beyond when they were able to work for whatever reason. Well, and I think that's probably still going to happen. I mean, the technology exists. And, you know, we talked about this in the context of people like, for example, Carrie Fisher, where we had to do this. It was just weird. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine a world now where this technology exists at a level that it's convincible, like Mm -hmm. it it sort of passes, you know, it 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 goes beyond the uncanny valley. Um, Perhaps. I mean, I don't know for sure. But anyway, the moral of the story is like it's the technology is such that now you can imagine a world wherein people are going to make decisions like this, Mm -hmm. you know, for what happens after they leave this planet versus kind of like not having a will. And then people have to like scramble after the fact and try to figure out what you would or wouldn't want. Right. And then people are using your likeness anyway. So like, where's the line when the technology changes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them after this on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Mike. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, before we get to those celebrities behaving badly, I did just want to close the loop on this because Chris called in uh, in our last segment and let uh, Mike know that Chris was a love strokes consultant. Oh, it's real. And had about 10 pairs of those sweatsuits. So I just was relieved that I didn't make up a weird story no, that yeah. didn't exist. Exactly. Phew. All right, now let's get to those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, well... Kevin Spacey. And <laughs> it's mostly because I just want to remind us, I want to take this opportunity to remind you that this week, actually just a few days from now, two uh, to be exact, which means Thursday, uh, Kevin Spacey is going to face a jury for allegations he sexually assaulted one Anthony Rapp 25 years mm-hmm. ago. Now, Anthony Rapp, uh, you might know most recently from Star Trek Discovery. He was 14 years old at the time and filed a civil lawsuit against Kevin Spacey uh, a couple years back. Now, he accused him at the time of making, um, well, sexual advances on him in 1986. Mm -hmm. Now, that is in addition to a lot of allegations that have been lodged against Kevin Spacey, who has tried to settle in House of Cards, you know, and a bunch of other things. Uh, He first accused, that is... Anthony Rapp first accused Kevin Spacey back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yes, 2017. And um, 
that's when I think it was like a tweet. It was a series of tweets about what had happened because there were some allegations coming out about Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. And that was also sort of circa Me Too, Time's Up era, Mm -hmm. right? Now, this case is a civil case. And there's a lot of twists and turns, and we don't know exactly how this is going to work out. It comes also on the heels of lawsuits that have been dropped, you'll remember. That, to me, is the oddest trend around Kevin Spacey, is how somehow something goes sideways in one of those suits, and they have to drop it for one reason or another. Although, I mean... Uh, he he is having to deal with things over in the UK because you remember they they charged him with criminal charges. Oh, that's right. Uh, over in England, so that's actual criminal charges. But now he's dealing with the civil trial, and that's coming. So basically, if you want, you know, a refresher to remind yourself as we go into this trial, um, I will say Vulture has a good sort of recap. They're like, what actually happened? Why did he get sued? What, uh, you know, what's going on? Now, there was another person that was attached to this lawsuit who I think um, has has since has since uh, removed themselves from this case. So it is just... I just Anthony just, Rapp. I think it's just Anthony Rapp. See, that's the part I just find. I just, I don't yeah. know. Listen, there's some stuff I want to know more about, oh. about how these suits keep getting dropped right, left, and center. We'll probably learn. Yeah. When does this start, did you say? On the 6th yes. of Thursday. Okay. I do also want to say I wanted to give an emergency D-bag alert, but we'll talk about this in detail tomorrow uh-huh. to Brad Pitt because... Angelina Jolie has just dropped a bomb by detailing fully what happened at that airport in Minnesota. Yeah, there's a New York Times piece. uh, Uh, That we're going to have to read every word of. That is, Angelina Jolie details abuse allegations. I was reading it in the break against Brad Mm -hmm. Pitt in this countersuit. So, you know, this whole French winery business. Mm -hmm. Well, within it, we're going to learn about what happened in that airport. And it involves some serious abuse. So... All right. That's happening. I'm guessing that he didn't want that out, and now it's out. I think that's the case. I don't even know how to follow that, so I'll just follow it. Uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? Duh! Some critic, some movie critic, uh, who made a ridiculously stupid mistake. Oh, no, what happened? Okay, so, you know... I'm critical all the time, and I make mistakes yeah, frequently. I don't so. know, trainer. I think you wouldn't make this mistake. Okay. So... Oh no. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Yep, so he just he just nope. saw what the mistake was. Nope. So there's a critic who uh did a write-up of Whoopi Goldberg's role in a new movie uh called Till. It is of course a very important story. Okay. A very important uh telling of the story of Emmett Till. Mm, and if yeah. you've not yet, you know, learned about Emmett Till, I highly recommend you do your research or see this movie. That's the movie itself is not at the center of the story. It's what the critics said about Whoopi Goldberg. That's at the center of the story. Whoopi Goldberg plays uh, a role in the movie. Uh, She plays, I believe she plays the role of of the mom, I think. Yeah. 
She plays Mamie Till Mobley, I believe, who is seeking to find justice after her son's death. Oh, no, sorry. She plays Alma, the grandmother of Emmett Till in the movie. But this review, this reviewer made reference to her, quote, distracting fat suit. The problem is, no, no, no. Yep, no, I just want to no, make this awkward no, for everybody. No, Sit no. in it for a second. That was not a you know, fat suit. That was Whoopi Goldberg. You know, yeah. So this is what she said on the View. I'll just uh, use her words to explain this. "Quote: I don't really care about how you felt about the movie, but you should know that that was not a fat suit. That was me." That was me. That was steroids. Remember last year? I assume you don't watch the show or you would know that that was not a fat suit. It's okay to not be a fan of the movie, but you want to leave people's looks out. Just comment on the acting. And if you have a question, ask somebody. I'm sure you didn't mean to be demeaning. So I think she's quite generous there. Yeah, but... But what she's referencing, if you'll remember, I mean, she really struggled with um, uh, pneumonia, among other things. Um... And it doesn't. That aside, here the, the 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 important thing, right, is like if you think that's a fat suit, check. First of all, I don't think we call them fat suits anymore, do we? I don't know what prosthetic we, costume. Sure, perfect. Right? Let's go with that. But didn't we have this conversation with um, uh, Renee Frazier? Zellweger? Oh yeah, Renee, Renee Zellweger in uh, oh, what was that? Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. about the, the killer. lady. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was playing the killer lady, and she was drinking all them pops. What was the name of that? We we watched that show for like an episode. It was it was entertaining for an yeah. episode. Um. Anyway, the moral of the story is do your due diligence. Like, you know what you're talking about. So if you think it's a fat suit, at least fact check your own work. Right. Like, oh, interesting. She wore a fat suit. Wait, let me just double check. Did she wear a fat suit mm-hmm. or whatever we're going to call it? A body prosthesis? Mm-hmm. You know, because... That in this day and age, it's like, it's like, oh, when are you due? Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, that's don't. Yeah. Also, I just, I don't know. Uh, I Listen, I did not read the review and I don't even actually know the name of the reviewer. And I don't really care, I guess. But I just, to your point, Bradley, do the work behind that and check on that. But if you find yourself distracted by somebody's body in any way... That's something to examine. Yeah, I will say, like, again, if you want to have a conversation about that, do your work, because then you can have a conversation like, was it necessary? Because I could see somebody saying, like, is it really necessary to um, because it's kind of like that whole body modification thing, Mm -hmm. because you might think, wow, that person went to great lengths to put on a bunch of weight for this role. Was that healthy? Oh, wait, no, they didn't. There's a prosthetic or you're like. Oh, actually, no, she was suffering from pneumonia and was on a bunch of steroids, mm-hmm. right? Like that, right. that just seems like if you're going to do the work, do the work. Right. So then you don't look like an idiot. Yeah. Because that sounds like, I mean. That whew. person looks like an idiot. Ooh. Yeah. And I just, you know, again, I give major, major um, kudos, I guess. Well, I don't even want to give her kudos for this. I, f- I found that to be amazingly generous, the way she walked through that and she had an opportunity and probably made a very, very pointed choice. She had an opportunity where she could have really teared this, uh, teared, 
yeah. tore this teared him down, uh, torn this uh, critic down. And what she did instead is offer like a little grace in there. Yeah. And that was probably a great lesson and probably the lesson that was needed in that moment. But whoopee. You're a good whoopee. Woman. Whoopee yeah. indeed. Speaking of it, now I just want to see this movie because I haven't, I know, it's been right? a hot minute since I've seen Whoopi in a movie. Well, and that's actually, so it's interesting because I did also read through, don't read the comments, like never read the comments, but no, I read never. through some comments around this story and people have trash opinions about things, right? That have nothing to do with anything, but there were a handful of people in the comments who were reminding people that she is a stellar actress. Oh, like she's Color purple. Anyone? Yeah. Hello. Jumping Jack Flash. She is a phenomenal actress. And Comedic- so... Uh, talented, dramatic. I mean, she can do it all. And also, this is an important story. I mean, the story itself is based on the true story of Emmett Till's family uh, and their search for justice. And I just think there's a lot to be told there. Um, And so, obviously, this was a meaningful role and some critic really stepped in it. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, there's a new podcast on the block. Oh, fun. And I'm always looking for ideas. Surprisingly, uh, I really want to listen to this one. Oh, good. All right. It will be a surprise because I will tell you who's hosting it and what we know about it when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. Hi. Um, so uh, I let you know that there's a new podcast on the block. And That's good because I like podcasts, so I'm here for it. Yeah. What, what is it? Well, I think I'm going to be interested in it too, which is a surprise. Okay. Because oh. of who's hosting it. Oh. Oh. Kim Kardashian. Oh, God. I know, I know, I know. But what? listen, hear me out because I know what you're thinking. You're like, I don't need a Kim Kardashian podcast. Well, the last thing I want to hear her or hear is her. Yeah, that's going to be hard. Like just vocal fry and well, just because uh, it's going to be really, really navel gazy. But anyway, tell me what it is. Who's what's going on? Okay, so let me sweeten the you pot said here. You're interested. I that's know. Curious. Why? Well, because I love, I love crimey stuff, but also like legally casey stuff, and that's what this is about. So Kim Kardashian, as you know, has been pursuing her own law degree. Um, and she has now released the first two episodes of an original Spotify original podcast called Kim Kardashian's The System, The Case of Kevin Keith. So this is an eight episode podcast that's narrated by Kim Kardashian alongside. So she's not alone. She's not going solo on this alongside a veteran true crime re- producer, Lori Rothschild and Saldi. Do you know that person at no. all? Um, It is produced by Spotify, Tenderfoot TV, and the Big City TV. And it follows this story. Okay, so let me tell you about Kevin Keith. So what this reminds me of, honestly, is the way that um, Serial captivated all of us. Because it was a story about a crime that took place and somebody who was wrongly accused. This is right along the lines of the work that Kim Kardashian has been trying to do and continues to try to do um, with her law studies. So here's what the story is. The story, as I said, centers around uh, a a person um, by the name of Kevin Keith, who uh, was, they believe, wrongly accused of the murder of three people. And this happened in, hold on, I got to find the actual year. I think it was, well, in 2010, 
Okay, 1994 is when the crime the crime happened and he was arrested and charged with these three murders. Okay. But there's no physical evidence that exclusively ties him to the crime. He's okay. been 28 years of his life behind bars. Wow. Uh, some of those were on death row. However, uh, Ohio Governor Ted Strickland commuted his death sentence in 2010 after they presented some new evidence and raised more doubts about his guilt, but he's still currently serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Okay, so this is like true crime narrative mm-hmm. uh, nonfiction. Yeah, and the only thing I can tell you right now that I'm not excited about is Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I, you can see what's happening here, right? Like uh, the people behind the story want to get the word out. What's an easy way to do that? Oh, Kim Kardashian, because she's also got this sort of, she has this, I don't want to say brand, but... Attached to her now Mm -hmm. is the idea that she is concerned with people wrongly accused or wrong, uh, you know, behind bars who shouldn't be right. So like Mm -hmm. because she has advocated for that. So in that sense, it makes total sense that they would want to partner with her to do this. I just I don't know if I can listen to her because it's Kim Kardashian. Well, because it's Kim Kardashian. Listen, I'm, I'm jaded. It's fine. I you am can too. Listen to it. I think I'm going to try to take one for the team because for I do think it's, again, it's an interesting enough story. Yep. There seem to be some professional people working alongside her. So it's not just her into the microphone, yep. right? There's some production around it. She narrates it, which tells me that we're going to hear more voices. Um, it's not going to just be her speaking extemporaneously about... Yeah. This crime. Yeah. Um, I'm curious enough about it. Two episodes have dropped already. It's, as I said, it's an eight part series. I get it. It makes sense. It's probably genius. It'll do really well. Uh, I hope for the case of the individual. What's his name again? Kevin Keith is his name. I hope for Kevin Keith's uh, sake that, you know, this, this story gets told in a way that People will listen. It's just, it's unfortunate now. I feel like we're in this space now with podcasting. And you guys know that I have like really. You got deep roots. I got deep thoughts about podcasts in a way that's probably annoying for, you know, the average person because I think probably a little too much about this. I just, I feel like we're in this over celebrity. Like celebrities have discovered podcasting now in a way. Mm -hmm. Translation are getting paid a lot of money to do podcasts now despite whether they're actually good or not. Um, And, you know, that can be a good thing because it raises the awareness. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like there are so many people telling great stories that aren't, you know, don't have the the power or influence that a Kim Kardashian does that it makes me it bums me out because I feel like we're missing out on other good stories. That's just the world. You know, I hear you. Can you can apply and that to anything. I there. I think that there's a frustration, too, of, again, you know, any celebrity thinks that they can pop in and do this thing, and then their name gets them the recognition, but there are other people with lesser names who are doing better work, but and I, that's what's getting buried. I do, you know, I think in this case, it's they're use, at least they're using their powers for good and not evil in the right. sense that, like... This is not a navel gazy podcast. Mm-hmm. This is not like I'm Kim Kardashian and I'm going to invite some of my best friends over and we're going to talk about issues that matter. And you're like, mm-hmm. that means nothing. Right. You're wasting my time. I don't care. At least with this, she's telling a real story that has an importance behind it. And, and it'll also help the people that are working with her. So now I'm like trying to find some happy place. 
Now it, it'll allow the people working with her to get, you know, some entree into the world. Yeah. And she has a track record, right? Because you'll remember that she was instrumental in gaining clemency for uh, Alice Marie Johnson, who'd served 22 yeah. years for a nonviolent drug charge. Right. Yeah. So she's got like, this is a passion of hers yes. and she has a track record of, of helping to turn the tables a little bit. If you're going to use your celebrity, at least use it for something for good and not help, evil to help others. But thank goodness. Thank goodness. Let me say it one more time. Thank goodness that this is not like a, to your point, a Kim Kardashian celebrity fashion, you know, navel gazing, uh, hour long podcast. My friends are really exciting and doing interesting things. And we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. If she, if she leans into this more, I have a higher tolerance for her. If it's good too. I mean, that's the other thing is like, let's, let's hear it and see if it actually is produced well. I will do the, I will, I'll do it. I'll right, do awesome. it. I will when listen. Does it premiere. It's out. It's oh, out there, man. Right, it's like it's it's in the world. So uh, this was on. This happened yesterday. They dropped the first two episodes. So I will see. It's on Spotify. It's a Spotify original. So you can only get it on. Sp- Is that right? Is that how that works? If no. it's a Spotify original, it could be. It could be that it's first there. But typically, I know with Spotify, uh, if it's a Spotify original. You can get it anywhere still. Okay. But right, good. this might be that. I don't know. Okay. So well, either way. What's it called again? It's called. I'll tell you right now. Uh, oh, thank you. It's called Kim Kardashian's The System. Um, I do. I love that. It's, I, Kim, that's that just what I'm having like, a hard time with. That sounds like it's. Uh, um, well, you know, she pushed for that. Like a program. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, right. I don't see it here. Okay. So it might just, might be, just be only, on you know, and it might be a situation where it premieres there first and then eventually you can get it wherever podcasts uh, are, are, available. are available. Yeah. So it's uh, Kim Kardashian's The System, The Case of Kevin Keith. The thing I think is interesting is that obviously they led with her name, which tells you a little bit of a story about how they got there. But I do kind of wish it were just called The System with Kim Kardashian. You might get a bigger audience. I'm just oh, saying. And here it is. Yeah. Is it there? Spotify? Yeah. Episode two. So there's two episodes out. I bet yep. once it premieres fully on Spotify, you'll be able then to get it Then they'll spread wherever. the wealth. Or just listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, why it not? It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it's right there. Unless you uh, don't want commercials. Um, we are going to take a pivot here on the Colleen and Bradley show in a direction we had not planned until we learned that there are many, many details coming out about what exactly happened on that plane in International Falls, Minnesota, with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. It ain't good. Bradley really not good. Bradley's been studying up in the breaks, and he just uh, dropped a couple little pieces on me, and I, we're gonna, that's, we're gonna. We gotta talk about it. We're going to talk about it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, More about what's coming out about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie on that famous flight right before she filed for divorce. Um, We'll talk about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.